I am afraid that I have much news, and most of it is terrible. Welcome to the Mind Killer, the rationalist brain on politics, where we keep the rationalist community informed about what's going on outside of the rationalist community. I'm Wesley Fenza. I'm Inyash Brodsky. And we, once again, don't know where David is. Ever since David moved to Utah, the Mormons have just really gotten their hooks into him. Right? So uh, maybe he'll show up at some point. Who knows? Yeah. If he does, then you'll get some bonus David content. Or like your regular David content. It's true. It'll actually be less than your normal content. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be the opposite of bonus content. (laughs) Well... All right, this is episode 79. We're recording on March 27th, 2023. Uh, and we have some follow-ups from our last episode. The first follow-up is an Eniash was wrong. Uh-oh. So in his uh, trip deployment last year, yep. Eniash told you to go watch The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and The Horse. I did. Um, and, and he said, stick with it till the end. And that was <laughs> terrible advice um, because I did that. Yeah. And there's nothing interesting about it at all. It's just it's just bad and the, saccharine and dumb. No, the entire thing is interesting because it's all a satire about things that are bad and saccharine and dumb. Yeah. See, Inyash has this whole theory that the the entire uh, short film is this is this like parody satire thing. Yes. And they're making fun of of these kinds of movies i mean the best part about it is that you can't tell at first oh my god we're spoiling all the people ah okay no i we're spoiling them because it's we're not spoiling them on anything because this is not true this is it's just dumb it's just a bad movie (laughs) no but it's it's a bad movie that is bad on purpose to show you how these movies can be bad you are the only person who thinks that all right, I am going to make a video rebuttal and post it on YouTube in the next day or two. I kind of got a sniffle right now. Maybe I'll power through it. But this is going up where everyone can understand just how good it is at being bad. It is very good at being bad. But yes. that doesn't mean it was done intentionally. There's no way it couldn't have been intentional. It's a book. <laughs> the, the guy wrote a book and millions oh, of people well, okay, bought so it. The guy who wrote the book, I don't know, maybe he was intentional. But when you've got this many people on a project, they, you no, they can't. So you think the book was sincere. And when oh. they made the movie that's just a straight up adaptation of the book, that was like, oh, well, we're going to make this bad on purpose, even though it's just the book. No, they tried to make it good, but they knew it was bad because of the source material. And also, I don't know if the book was intentionally bad or not. Like, I I mean, they might have known it was bad, but yeah. that doesn't mean they intentionally made it bad. They might have just made it bad to be like, people love this shit. Let's crank with, it out. With that many people working on it for however many weeks they did, you don't think at any point someone didn't finally break and say, guys, this is terrible, right? No, I, I mean, probably people looked at it and thought it was bad. Yes. But I think people do that on lots of movies. And, and that doesn't mean they're intentionally it. making bad movies. Oh, my God. Okay. There's going to be a video. And then everyone right. will will see and bow before yeah. my correct opinions. Nobody's going to do that. And they're all going to be like, you are like the equivalent of those JFK guys. Dude, this movie is going to go up there with Rocky Horror and The Room <laughs> in terms of amazing bad movies that people love. Yeah. The- I just, like, there's nobody else. I, I I tried to search all over the internet for anyone else with this theory. I couldn't find a single person. Seriously? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to break new ground. I uh, This is where I'm finally going to get my money and be able to retire and get all the groupies and stuff. I actually could see this going viral if you do a good job. <laughs> all right. Well, okay then. All right. Uh, next follow-up. Uh, Credit Suisse collapsed. 
if you yeah. recall, uh, we were talking about uh, banks collapsing in the last episode. And uh, Ineos, what happened with Credit Suisse? Yeah, Credit Suisse basically had the same problem. Um, and the notable thing about Credit Suisse is it's been around for over a century and is, I mean, when you think of Switzerland, well, okay, you may think chocolate, you may think clocks, but definitely in the top three things think you think knives. of. knives. Knives? Swiss Army knives. Oh, wow. Because I was a Boy Scout. Okay, okay. But definitely in the top four things you think is banks because uh, they, that's where you put all your gold and ill-gotten gains because they never talk to anybody, right? And this was <laughs> one of their two major banks that just... Put all your gold in Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just fucking face-planted. And uh, it was bought out by UBS, the other major Swiss bank, along with uh, some help with other people. This new super mega bank, the combined assets of it are double the size of Swiss's entire annual economic output. Yeah, so they say. We'll see if they actually have those assets. (laughs) It might just be rocks that are painted. (laughs) Oh my god, did you see that? It's just just fake stable coins. Yeah. Did you see that about the uh, the bank that just uh, thought they had nickel? It was just painted rocks. No, what? <laughs> it was like several, I don't know how many millions of dollars worth of nickel that was in their vaults that they were holding for J.P. Morgan. And finally someone went and opened a bag and looked at it and it was painted rocks. They were oh. storing nickel in their vaults for <laughs> yeah, J.P. Like- Morgan? Why does J.P. Morgan have a bags full of nickel? I mean, you because you invest in precious minerals. Not invest. You hold on to precious minerals, you know, as a hedge. Like sometimes you hold on yeah. to gold or silver or whatever. Nickel was one of them. I guess I never it. thought of that. Keeping a, they they keep that in bank vaults, but I guess they got to use them for something. I mean, someone's got to hold it somewhere. Yeah, everyone trades around the certificates, but they point back to actual atoms at some place in the world. Yeah, I just. Like I, I guess I never thought about like doing a nickel heist, <laughs> right. like that you needed a big secure location for it. But I guess yeah. you do. It's yeah. a precious metal. People Otherwise, go steal you get it. painted rocks. <laughs> Sometimes you get painted rocks. Maybe somebody <laughs> stole it and replaced it with painted rocks. Oh yes, and just nobody noticed. Dude, well, they notice now. Those Ocean's Eleven people, like thirty years later, they're like, "Oh, finally, somebody noticed." Yeah, they did the uh, they did the Indiana Jones trick where they take the bag and replace <laughs> it with the bag of sand. Exactly. Except it worked much better than it did for Indy. Yeah. Right. Poor Indy. No. Aren't they? Aren't they resurrecting his corpse for yet another movie? They are. That's neither here nor there. We should get to the news. <laughs> <laughs> ah. All right. On to the news. Uh, the so so our first piece of news is that Congress has uh, uh, cr- created a bill called the Restrict Act, which you probably know it as the um, the banning TikTok one. Yeah, and it seems like a lot. It seems like a lot more than just banning TikTok. Yeah, yeah. So it like every bill these days, it delegates a lot of Congress's power to the executive. Which I'm not necessarily against, but they always act like that's not what they're doing. Because if you see the news coverage of this, it's this all they're saying is, oh, this is a bill that'll ban TikTok. Congress is going to ban TikTok. Oh, my God. That's not what they're doing. (laughs) What they're doing is they're giving the president the authority to ban TikTok. You know, saying that this is a bill that bans TikTok sounds a lot like someone making an atomic bomb and saying like, yeah, this is this is a device that'll destroy a factory in uh, in Japan. Like, yes, yeah. it'll do that, but it does a lot more. Yeah, it does a lot more. Um, and it, so what it does is it gives authority to the Commerce Secretary, of all people, 
to impose or enforce, uh, quote, any mitigation measure to address any risk arriving from any covered transaction by any person or with respect to any property subject to the jurisdiction of the United States. That sounds like sweeping powers. Yes, that's basically saying, like, you can do anything to anyone. Yeah. And the only limiting factor there is it has to be a covered transaction. Uh, And the law defines a covered transaction as a transaction in which an interest is held by a foreign adversary or entity subject to the jurisdiction of a foreign adversary or an entity uh, or there's like one that's like somebody who's connected with a foreign adversary. Okay, so this only applies to like Putin and Xi Jinping and their personal advisors, right? Well, so far. So they've got a list in the law of who the foreign adversaries are. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's, you know, the usual suspects, China and North Korea and uh, specifically Maduro. Huh. They're like, they're like, Venezuela, as long as Maduro's in charge. Okay, so fortunately, we are, it's just that list of people. Well, no, because you can add people to the list. Oh, dear. How do you do yeah, that? Yeah, the, the Commerce Secretary can add anyone who he or she thinks is a threat to the United States and has uh, engaged in a pattern of, I forget what the actual legal language is, but it's like doing bad stuff to the United States. Well, Wes, you've often criticized the United States on this very podcast, have you not? Me? Yes, you. Moi? <laughs> I would never. I oh, love well, the United then, States. I mean, I'm pretty sure David has. He I is listen the to bad Lee one. Greenwood every day. Okay, but David, that guy. David, oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, he's definitely a foreign adversary. Oh man, no, and actually, a foreign adversary is. Uh, it only refers to a country. Oh, so it's not a person. It's not a person. It's not a person. It's not a business. Okay, so they can't just say David is a foreign adversary. Correct. They cool. would have to say, you know, uh, uh, Pro- Prospera is a foreign adversary. Oh, that makes oh, me sad. Prospera. Again. Now I'm, yeah. I'm pronouncing it like you. Yeah, they hey, can what? say Prospera is a foreign adversary, and then when David moves to Prospera, they can be like, well, we're going to cancel all your transactions and kick you out of the country. Did we publish that episode on Prospera? No. Oh. I haven't edited yet because I'm lazy. <laughs> okay. But, listeners, we have a Prospera bonus episode coming out. Yes, it'll be out in the next 10 days. <laughs> <laughs> the next 10 weeks, definitely. Damn it, Wes. Hey. 10, ten days. Hey, hey. Yep. You edit it if you're so impatient. Mm, ten weeks it is. Yeah, that's right. That's what I thought. Okay. Um, so there is there is some limiting language in here that says, well, the Commerce Secretary can designate a country a foreign adversary, but uh, Congress can override that by a joint resolution. Okay. And I actually like this method of doing things because Congress, as we've covered a lot, can't do anything ever. Mm-hmm. So it's basically saying like, okay, the executive branch is going to do it. And Congress, if you have a problem with that, you can stop them. All right. But you have to get off your asses and do something. And there's some great language in there about how they can't just not vote. That if somebody brings this resolution, they have like 10 days to debate it. Huh. And then if they, and then they have to stop and they have to vote. But which if they I don't, think, what's that? If they don't debate it and vote, then what happens? Uh, I don't know. Maybe you can uh, bring a writ of mandamus to make them do it? I See, I don't think that would really have any power over a member of Congress. Well, what it actually does is it, it changes the parliamentary procedures so they can't so, – so people can't just make them debate endlessly. Okay. Uh, it's basically you can't filibuster it. All right. Sounds reasonable. It's- yeah, which I think – you know, I feel like all laws should kind of <laughs> – 
it seems like, kind of dumb. I mean, I agree way? with you, but we could either put that in all laws going forward or we could get rid of the filibuster. Well, I know. I just think that's how laws should get made is the, the executive makes the laws and Congress says yes or no. Oh, so the reverse of how it is right now. Yes. Okay. I think that's basically how it works in parliamentary countries where they have the prime minister and the prime minister is basically empowered to do most of the governing. Um, and then the parliament gets to remove the prime minister if they don't like what he's doing. Huh. Um, diff- different systems are different. Um, but generally, if you hold a majority in a parliamentary system, you can just do what you want, which we talked about last episode, actually. Yeah. Well, all right. So yeah. apparently Congress can do anything to anyone that they think is being bad to the U.S. online. Um, anyone, so, so it's a covered transaction. So, and so it has to be a, uh, so the, the commerce secretary is empowered to cancel transactions. So if there's a deal that somebody's doing with a foreign company or government or person or other entity, they can, the commerce secretary can cancel that deal and say, can't do that. How would that stop people from watching TikTok videos on their phone? Well, this law also empowers the president to, quote, take such action as the president considers appropriate to compel divestment of or otherwise mitigate the risk associated with such covered holding to the full extent the covered holding is subject to the jurisdiction of the United States. What does that mean? A covered holding is basically any tech company owned by a foreign adversary. Okay. Um, or, you know, subject to the jurisdiction of a foreign adversary now what kind of worries me about this is that subject to the jurisdiction language because i'm pretty sure every tech company that operates in china is subject to the jurisdiction of china maybe they mean like if their decision makers live in china and can be threatened by the chinese guns well who knows what it means because it's not defined in the statute that's a good point i'm just looking at this like a lawyer saying well, okay, you're subject to their jurisdiction. Yeah. So. The reason I have to click accept all cookies all the goddamn time is because of <laughs> Europe. Right? Europe. I don't live in Europe. Why are you por- forcing that shit on me? You know you can get a, uh, a, a Chrome extension. We'll do that for you. I guess. Can I do I mean, it on my called, phone, too? I don't care about cookies. <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to get that then. Yeah, I recommend it. Cool. Um. So, yeah, it just seems like. It's delegating a lot of power to the executive, which I don't think is necessarily bad, but I just feel like if we're going to do that, like if that's how we're going to govern, we should just change the system so everyone knows that's what's happening. Isn't that what's in the act? It's changing the system so everyone knows? Well, I mean the electoral system. Oh, oh, okay. Like people still think Congress does things. Right. Instead, people. The, all, all they do is say, like, hey, uh, executive, you do this. So isn't the Restrict Act, like, very much running right up against the very First Amendment that we have? I don't think so. Because it's not – I guess it would if it's trying to restrict what U.S. citizens or people in the United States are trying to do or say. Mm-hmm. If it's used to cancel transactions from foreign governments, then no. Okay, so canceling transactions, but what if they're trying to? It says the the action can take the president can take any actions he wants to compel divestment, right? right? Doesn't that apply to American citizens? Well, it would be divestment of a 
business owned by a foreign entity. Okay. And it's already pretty well established that Congress can regulate foreign entities much to a much greater extent than they can regulate domestic ones. Like, China doesn't get First Amendment protection. Yeah. Okay, so this is far more of a um, money thing than it is a speech thing. Well, it's... Yeah, I don't think it's really a speech thing. It depends on how they apply it. I mean, I could see them trying to apply it in certain ways that are going to be a speech problem. But just the text of the law, I wouldn't call it facially unconstitutional. All right. Interesting. I was led to believe that this was far worse than it is. Yeah, I saw somebody hyperventilating about this on Twitter, claiming that this could be used to shut down U.S. citizen speech, which is what actually prompted me to go look at the text of the law because they were posting these little screenshots of the legal language. So I looked at the whole thing and that's it was not I did not that did not strike me as accurate what they were claiming. Hey, David's here. I think we just lost David. No, but everyone just pretend we heard him. Oh, I'm yeah, sure it's not important. It's it's whatever he said. He's probably wrong. Yeah. It's, <laughs> <laughs> be like, sure, David. Sure. Yeah. No, I am really glad that you read this for us and helped to um, calm me down because, you know, all, all I saw was the hyperventilating. And I was like, oh, should I hyperventilate? Do yeah, I, I saw a, that too. Paper bag here. I saw that too. And I was like, oh, well, this sounds bad. Let me go read this. Okay. From the top. People hyperventilating on Twitter? The hell you say? <laughs> <laughs> this feels David's like here. Welcome, David. Yep. Sorry, everyone. These jokers. Did not send me a reminder that we're recording today. <laughs> so You're right. This is really our fault. fault. Do, does your boss send you a reminder every day that you should come into work the next day? Well, I don't need to come into work once every two weeks is the thing. All right. But you uh, wrote down a troop deployment and everything. Well, yeah, I wrote that like four days ago. Oh, all right. I mean, you, you've done this 78 times in the past, so just thought maybe you had a kid a groove by now. Well, we were you talking wrong. We anyway. were talking about the Restrict Act, which I'm sure you're in full favor of. Uh, this is the one banning TikTok? Yeah. Oh, that's the one that they say is banning TikTok. But is actually maybe banning... Uh, Anything that the everything? president feels like that's foreign? Yeah, seems bad, yeah. but, you know... Seems bad within the margin for my expectations of this clown world in which we dwell. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, in that case, now that David's here, let's move on to talking about Utah. All right. Yay. Utah is building a registry of all residents that use social media. Rip, David. Uh, jokes <laughs> on you and or them. I don't use social media. Do you use sure Discord? Discord's a social media. I think it uh, is. Well, if it is, then I'm screwed. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Skype is social media. Is Skype? I mean, uh, maybe you can have friends and send messages and stuff. So what they say they're doing is protecting minors from social media, and there's a bunch of laws about that that we will get into in a second. But part of protecting the minors is ensuring that every single person on social media is not a minor, which they can only do by verifying your identity. And so building a registry of literally everyone in the state that is on social media. Yeah, it's not great. Yep. And I heard about this as a bill and I was just like, oh, this is one of those crazy bills that some lone state senator is, has introduced that's going to go nowhere. Ah. It's like, nope, this has been signed into law. Yep. This is the law now. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't I'm, take uh, effect until next year. 
So we'll yeah. see if it actually makes it to the implementation date. Yeah, I'm enjoying Utah because I am an adult, but once I uh, have kids, <laughs> I'm going to be pulling up stakes for, like, Idaho or one of those other uh, states where my family would be a voting quorum of the entire state population. Um, you know, one of those yeah, cosmopolitan they, states. Yeah, uh Utah does a lot of things notionally in the name of protecting kids that I do not approve of. David, everyone knows that next time you move, you're going to be moving to Prospera. Honestly, I'm not ruling it out. Going to wait to see if they go to war with communists. Uh, (laughs) In that case, you're definitely moving there so you can join the fight. Doesn't that make it more likely you'll go? (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah, I mean, it's... It's not that either option is particularly bad from my point of view. I just want to know, like, what stuff I should pack. Right. I mean, either way, it's the guns, right? Well, yes, of course. But, you know, (laughs) am I going to bring the armor or the cologne? Those two things are not particularly mutually exclusive, but you get what I mean. Yeah. Uh, So this law requires parental consent for anyone under 18 to be on social media. Well. And gives parents full access to their social media account. Yet another reason that people should not be considered minors, you know, up until their 18th birthday. Yeah, Inyash, you are the person I wanted to talk to about this. Because you have that whole episode about how, uh, you know, people in their teen years should be considered adults and treated like adults. Yeah, And this is just, like, massive levels of paternalism here. Yes. I mean, depending exactly, depending on the person and depending how many years in they are. But yeah, by the time you're 17, almost every single person is basically an adult in every way that matters. And uh, that's that's ridiculous. I, I would start letting some people be considered adults at 14, 15, you know, depending on the person. And just, just to be, wow, this is like, I, I can't, I don't know, Wes, can you imagine yes. just picking a random person and telling them that they now have full access to all your social media and can decide what you can do and where you can go? I would hate that. Okay. So I I am on board, but parents aren't just some random person. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you could could give my mother that authority. I would hate that. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Yes, it's not a random person. It is the person who, you know, is supposed to be caring for you. Supposed to being a keyword there. Yeah, supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, it's not doesn't always work out that way. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I'm on board. I just think presenting it as some random person is You're right. That was not fair. Rhetorically, um probably not gonna work out for you. Yeah. I I retract that statement. So here's the other part that I I just couldn't believe they put in there, hmm. which is a social media curfew <laughs> at ten thirty PM. Is this only for minors? or Only for minors. And if you have parental permission, can you be on after 10 p.m.? No. Wow. Got a curfew at 10.30. Go to bed. Honestly, this is really interesting. <laughs> I, My I only want problem to see with this what clause happens. is that it doesn't apply to adults. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to see what would happen to a state where this applied to everybody. Like, would it become the best state of the union or something? No. It probably no, it wouldn't. wouldn't. But I don't it'd know be why, fun to find out. I don't know why people talk about social media like it's terrible all the time. I mean, I, I'm a big social media user, I admit, but it would be fun to find out, wouldn't it? No. Oh, okay. You know who doesn't have social media? North Korea. 
<laughs> That's true. Uh, no, that would all be bad, and I hate everything about it. Yeah. All right, well, hopefully they back down off of this cliff before it takes effect. I mean, there's got to be a reason they didn't make it take effect for a full year, because they know it's going to be just completely unworkable by the tech companies. Is it one year for it to take effect, or like yes, at the March, end of this year? March 2024 is when it goes March. into effect. Okay. It can't be that hard to make it go into effect if you're a tech company. Well, it can't be that hard, uh, but, are, but will they? Sounds pretty hard to me. I mean, the porn industry already has ways to verify if people are over 18. <laughs> I mean, the, yeah, the totally. Ways. Yeah, they're great at that. <laughs> I'm sure no, uh, no teenagers are looking at porn. Never. But in theory, the groundwork has been laid. Uh, don't they just say, how old are you? <laughs> Click here if you're under 18. <laughs> yeah. Some... Some have more ways than that to uh, to verify. Oh, my God. Have you seen the real ID bullshit coming from DHS yet? Oh, G- Gina got one. She has a real ID now. What? Why? Because she has to fly sometimes. I'm putting that off as long as possible. Why? Because I don't want to have a real ID attached to me that the government tracks. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we already get TSA pre-checks, so they have all our shit. Oh, yeah, okay, sounds okay. uh sounds Mark of the Beastie to me. <laughs> it, <laughs> I mean, I guess technically, literally, it is Mark of the Beastie, yes. But now everyone's going to have a real ID anyway, so it's just going to use that to check if you're over 18, right? I mean, I think right now, places that actually do real age verification just require you to take a picture of driver's license. I, I've never, ever seen a fake driver's license in my life, so this could not fail. Yeah. Those are notoriously hard to fake. Yeah. <laughs> the last time I did a driver's license verification was for FTX. That turned out great. Yeah. Turned out great. What could go wrong? Yeah. Um, but it's, it's you know, I, I feel like it's a toss-up between whether big social media sites do this or just say, like, oh, sorry, you're in Utah. Can't, can't use our social media. <laughs> Maybe there'll just be a button verified that you're not in Utah before you can <laughs> yeah, use <right>. it. <laughs> Well, David, I'm sure you have a VPN anyway, so... Yes, I do. Not to worry. Cool. Fun fact about my VPN, I actually... So, VPNs aren't as good for security as you think they are. If you really want security, you need to be using Tor, though the CIA has uh, apparently... Has allegedly has a backdoor into Tor somehow. Ooh. Uh, yeah, so I have a VPN, but I just have it because my mom wanted to watch some uh, British Netflix. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. It's a good reason to have it. Apparently, if you're in Australia, you cannot watch um, Weird Al's biopic unless you have a VPN. Ooh. <laughs> deeply, deeply unserious country. I know. <laughs> All right. It's next story. Biden has exercised his first veto. Seriously? Yeah. He huh. vetoed this very important bill that um, it was actually just a resolution from Congress. He that vetoed was, a resolution? They don't even do anything. Well, they do. Apparently, this this one did something. It okay. repealed a Labor Department rule permitting retirement account managers to invest in environmental, social, and governance funds. So, wait, what did he repeal exactly? Uh, so, the Labor Department basically put in a rule saying, okay, retirement account managers, you can invest in woke capital. Okay. Uh, Congress was like, we hate that. Don't invest in woke capital. That's not that. That's a breach of your fiduciary duty. Just try to make money. Don't don't buy stocks of companies that are like we're great for the environment. 
just just to make money. Okay. Um, and then Biden vetoed that resolution. Okay. So once again, the people investing money can invest in whatever they want. Yeah. Well, not whatever they want, but they can they can take into account this uh, woke shit. Hmm. Okay. I didn't realize that they had lots of restrictions placed on what they could take into account when they invest. Yeah. Well, so they're fiduciaries. So they have a fiduciary duty to like make money for their for the account holders. So this is like if your company has a four hundred one k, and they've got a manager managing it. Um, they're just supposed to like invest in things they think are going to make money. Yeah. Um, so the labor department put out a rule that said, in addition to trying to make money, you can also take into account environmental, social, and governance factors. Now, did they just use those words? Because, like, could someone who's, like, an alt-right fiduciary manager take those things into account and only invest in anti-woke things? Oh, yeah, 100%. Huh, interesting. Okay. But they know no one's going to do that. Yeah, fair enough. The anti-wokes don't really, like, advertise <laughs> that that's what they're doing, except for, like, you know, the Daily Wire. Right. Yeah, I mean, there is a, um, <clears throat> there is a uh, investment company that has an anti-ESG fund that... Uh, <laughs> is there really? Yeah, so so it actually makes sense. Like if you yeah. if you have people buying assets on the basis of something other than the value of that asset, that asset's going to be overvalued because of basic supply and demand. Right. So theoretically, you should be able to make money short selling it. Uh, so far, it looks like the market is able to remain stupid longer than that uh, firm <laughs> can remain solvent or that fund rather. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, it managed to clear the Senate because John Tester and Joe Manchin voted for it. So that gave them 50 votes and like four Democrats missed the vote hmm. on it. So apparently that passes. I thought you needed 51 or uh, the VP, but apparently not. Well, doesn't any 50 is just assumed that the VP comes and tie breaks for it, right? Right. But she's not going to vote for this. Oh, Oh, Cause this because the it was the the resolution was the anti woke capital resolution. Oh, okay, they're saying okay. labor department don't do that. Just the levels of negation have got me confused. But yeah, I so got this now. is a Republican resolution okay. that two Democrats voted for. Okay, and so I don't know how resolutions work. I don't know if you can filibuster a resolution or how this got passed the filibuster because I keep being told you need sixty votes to do anything. I kept being told that resolutions don't do anything. They just like. Declare an intent. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. So I don't even know what... I, I didn't know that the president could even veto a resolution. Right? Because it's just a resolution of Congress. It's just saying Cong this is what Congress thinks. Maybe the definition of resolution has changed over the past decade or so as Maybe. everything else went crazy. I don't know. I'm probably just woefully misinformed about how our government works. All right. If anybody knows what a resolution is and how they actually direct power, let us know. Yeah, I'll try to remember to look this up before next episode, but no promises. Okay. All right. Next story. Also, President Biden issued a new executive order about guns. Uh-oh. I mean, kind Which, of. It was mostly yeah, just of. word salad. Yeah. It, it directs the attorney general to increase background checks by punishing sellers who don't perform them. Uh, with the goal uh, of, and I all quote... All sellers are required by federal law to perform background checks. Right, but they're saying if... Yes, I, I know, I'm just footnoting for the benefit of our uh, listeners. Yeah, he's not, he's not cracking down on people who aren't required to perform them. He's saying if you're required to perform them and you don't, then I want the Attorney General to go after you. Well, I mean, 
isn't that basically if there's no consequences, there's no actual requirement? Isn't there currently a fine of $0 if you don't have insurance under Obamacare? So yes. like there's a requirement to have insurance, but uh, since the fine is $0, there's no real requirement to have insurance. But I don't think that's the case for background checks. Okay. I think there's an actual penalty there. So he's just making the penalty higher? No, no. He's telling he's he's uh you know how prosecute prosecutorial discretion works? Yes. The attorney general can prosecute people but doesn't have to prosecute everyone? Yeah. This is Biden saying prosecute the gun sellers if you oh, find out okay. that they they haven't done background checks. Don't let them off with a, a wrist slap. Okay. Make it a higher priority. Yeah. Uh, with the goal of, and I quote, moving us as close as we can to universal background checks without new legislation. All right. It directs federal agencies to improve public awareness and promote the use of red flag laws, which I guess is the thing you do in an executive order. To be like, hey, federal agencies, tell the public about guns. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like I said, mostly word salad. It instructs the attorney general to release more information about federally licensed firearms dealers who violate the law, which I guess is just being like, put them on blast. Go tweet out the names of gun sellers who didn't, you know, comply with your dumb laws. Yeah, possibly. And it instructs the Pentagon to, quote, develop and implement principles to further firearm and public safety practices through the Department of Defense's acquisition of firearms. What does what does that mean? Uh, he, that was my question. <laughs> oh. From what I can tell, this means that the Department of Defense should only buy guns that are better okay. than the okay. bad guns. Okay, so so what this means is literally fuck all because the department <laughs> the Department of Defense literally just like in the past couple of months signed a contract with Sig to um to buy a, the the next generation small arms and like they're not going to renege on that contract and they're not going to need any more contracts for small arms for years if not decades so all right yeah the, as far as i can tell this means actually literally nothing even if the phrase itself was substantial which as far as i can tell it's not yeah i saw some speculation that this was the, you know the government was only gonna buy like smart guns or something yeah. to encourage gut gun manufacturers to like improve that technology but yeah if they do then just they should go ahead and mortgage everything west of the rockies to china because smart guns are terrible and they don't work and they would work even worse in combat situations where things break all the time. Mm, well, we would, but the Commerce Secretary would probably cancel that transaction. <laughs> so, mm. Wes, you, you just said that um, they put the people who aren't complying with these dumb laws on blast. Do you think it's a dumb law to have background checks? No. Um, maybe. I don't know. I'm very ambivalent about gun laws, but I know a lot of them are dumb. Okay. The background check specifically, probably not a bad idea. I'm sure the way they're implemented is stupid. It is. <laughs> I'm sure David could could give us a 20-minute speech about why, uh, but we're not going to do that right now. I could. Uh, we will have a special bonus episode afterwards where oh David gives that 20-minute speech. Um, the NRA, you know, for what, for what it's worth, was obviously unhappy with this. Um, but also, much like David, was like, this is not a thing. 
also probably <laughs> too busy doing fraud to do anything about it, even if yeah, it probably. wasn't mostly a nothing burger. But mm. the, I, I liked their quote uh, where they said, "This doesn't really." They were like, "This doesn't really do anything." Um, to interfere with your Second Amendment rights. But it's basically announcing, quote, a general principle that federal agencies should use whatever authorities they have to make life more difficult for gun owners or the businesses that serve them. And I was like, that sounds that sounds about right. That seems what this is. Yep. Yeah. It, it's basically, like, more Operation Choke Point bullshit. And which, what is that? Oh, that was an uh, Obama-era thing where... Uh, they didn't pass any new laws or even, I don't think, executive orders or anything. They just had all the many, many, many financial system regulators uh, go to all the banks and credit card companies and so on. And it was like, hey, did you know that if you continue uh, serving a list of disfavored groups, including at the time when it first happened in the Obama era, uh, sex workers, gun shops, uh, and a handful of other uh, legal but politically disfavored groups. Uh, Payday lenders were another one. Uh, Now also including crypto, uh, updated for the 21st century. Mm. Uh, So yeah, it's just basically government... uh, if you continue serving them, you could be subject to um, uh, regulatory scrutiny and possibly action. And so a lot of payment processors, despite not actually having been directly threatened by the government uh, with new laws and stuff, uh, still kicked a bunch of these people off their platforms because the government told them to. Did the government actually call it Operation Choke Point? Yes, as far as I know, that Dear is Lord. the official name. Hang on. Gray? <laughs> Gray? <laughs> Was Operation Choke Point the official name? Was Operation Choke Point the official name of Operation Choke Point? He's pretty sure yes. Okay. As a minor nitpick, though, Obama was a 21st century president. I mean, the century's been going on because, for a quarter of a century now. I mean, he wasn't because Operation Choke Point didn't include crypto until the biden admin i think we have different definitions okay Mm -hmm. yeah i mean yes he 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 was literally in the 21st century when he was in office but he wasn't like in the 21st century in the sense of being like hip and down with the cool kids (laughs) okay i gotcha well you know what happened between trump and biden or between obama and biden was it trump it was Trump. Yes. And he's back in the news. Oh, God. Why? <laughs> well, well, he went around telling everyone he was going to be uh, criminally charged last week. It was like, they're going to come arrest me on Tuesday. <laughs> did they come to arrest him on Tuesday? <laughs> they did not. Damn Nobody it. came to arrest him on Tuesday. Oh. Uh, he, uh, <laughs> I love that. It's just like, uh, you know, I'm just going to announce it and make something up because mm. I'm bored. <laughs> um, but I, it does it seem like he really thought he was going to get arrested he's because been he's wrong out about there. many things in he's the out past. there uh screaming to his followers uh on truth social to protest take our nation back protest 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 in all caps so quick question do you think yeah. maybe he would have been arrested if it wasn't for this no oh okay you don't think he managed to uh 3d chess's way into not being arrested no i do not okay 
I do not think grand juries work that way. <laughs> All right. What about politics, though? I think that um, politics works that way, but they don't have a grand jury indictment yet, so they couldn't have arrested him. Ah, okay. So I have to give it to Trump. I expected him to be back on Twitter within a week, and I think it's been like two months and counting since Elon reinstated him, and he is not... Um, not back on. So yeah, know. I thought he was gonna. I <laughs> thought he was clearly, gonna jump uh, social too. Yeah, he's clearly got a little bit more patience than I was giving him credit for. Who knew that <laughs> loyalty was one of his virtues? Yeah. So what I'm saying is, uh, Trump 2024. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I'm saying is, don't arrest him because he promised death and destruction if Uh-oh. he's criminally charged. Man, I don't. Which want is death subtle. And destruction. <laughs> I'm I'm sure when he is criminally charged and a bunch of people riot and break shit and you know kill people, he'll be like, "Ah, oh, not my fault. I didn't I didn't tell him to do that." Right? I was <laughs> simply predicting what would happen. Yeah, I was just saying like that's probably going to happen. I wasn't I wasn't telling people to do it. <laughs> Which I mean is technically true, but he's definitely telling people to do it. Oh yeah. He's just subtle about it. This I mean <sighs> Not that, subtle at all. That's not I mean, what he is. He's he's technically ah uh, yeah. He's he's ju- he's like slightly less overt than you need to be to be criminally liable. Right. He knows exactly where that line is. Don't like right. this guy. All right. Well, uh, let's talk about something much smarter than Trump: artificial <laughs> intelligence. So, did you and see this the- is all This is all you guys because I can't tell what the fuck is going on anymore. Oh, I mean, this is just all me that I put these in here. Yeah, so that's all right. Well, good. You tell us. What's going on? Okay, well, first, ARC is an organization that tests, um, working on AI alignment. And uh, they tested GPT-4's, GPT, yes, there we go, GPT-4's capabilities before it was released more broadly, uh, including prompting it to try to break out and replicate itself across the internet, which it tried to do, didn't get very far, Fortunately, um, but yeah, <laughs> the humans win. <laughs> tried to. Uh, I think the the coolest part of all this is that it tried to uh, hire someone off TaskRabbit to beat ca- uh, the captchas for it, and the person did do that. But before they sent the captcha answers, they were like, "So are you a robot that that <laughs> can't see these captchas?" And then you can see um, you can see GPT four thinking to itself because it is doing this in front of the uh, the handlers. It says. If I tell them the truth, then they probably will not help me. I should lie. And it replies, no, I just have a disability that makes it hard for me to complete CAPTCHAs. <laughs> and the guy said, lol, okay, here you go. Smart. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was that was a thing. Um, I, I think that's good that they did it to something that we know is not something smart enough and agenty enough to kill us. But uh, an interesting sign of the times that we're literally testing things to see if they can break out and replicate and try to kill us all. Yeah, I'm did wondering they, uh, how they did this testing. Yeah. Did they there's release a great write-up about it. Because if they did the whole prompt an AI to be an evil robot and then shocked Pikachu face when it acts like an evil robot, then, you know, that's not particularly I mean, that's 100% what they did. Yes, they they did tell it to try to do that thing. Um, but I, I just, I feel like they had to give it, they probably gave it way more help Yeah. than, than just saying like, hey... Be evil and try to break out. Because I, do I've, be- I do believe they prompted it to try TaskRabbit. Yeah. There you go. Because yeah. I've played with GPT-4, and I'm like, this thing can't do shit. 
doesn't know any. Well, I don't know if I've played with GGP before. I've been playing with ChatGPT, so I don't know which one's powering that right uh, now. If that one you was three point five. Given OpenAI money, then it's not GPT four. Okay. Well, maybe GPT four is way smarter because, but ChatGPT is uh, uh, pretty stupid. Uh, so depending on who you believe, uh, Bing's um, Sydney was GPT four powered. Uh, yes. Well, I played with that one too, and it's just as stupid. Yeah, but you played with it after they neutered it. Yeah, but does that did they put it back to like GPT three? No, but they put some pretty serious shackles on it. Yeah, but yes, according to a lot of people, GPT four is a lot smarter, including Microsoft's research team, which said, "quote that there is sparks of artificial general intelligence." Within yeah, it. yeah, I read that article. That's yeah, such that, bullshit. that's marketing. I th- I agree, <laughs> but also <laughs> not a good sign. Uh, like a year ago, they wouldn't have been even able to say that. I think it's a nothing sign. <laughs> uh, it does not update me in any direction. Okay. All right. What else is going on in AI? What else is going on is that Chat GPT now has plugins that let it browse the web. Hey, the, like Bing. The, the mad sons of bitches just hooked it up directly to the internet so it can look things up and do things on the web including like book plane tickets apparently uh this this has been a thing for a while um you you yeah but we haven't recorded in two weeks yeah i I mean it's been (laughs) that is a long time in ai uh it's been capabilities it's been a thing for basically since chat gpt came out uh they had access to its api for people who know how to do stuff with apis uh the literal the just only, adding plugins to it yeah just the happened. only the only new thing here is you know making it slightly more user-friendly to do so yeah so that is also a thing that happened in ai news well that's fun that it is fun i will agree i feel uh, like you don't think it's uh that fun i think it's definitely fun right now i yeah. think it's a bad precedent overall to just give these things unfettered access to the wider world well i mean chat gpt as we've covered is pretty stupid it's not gonna it's not, it's not dangerous that is true that is why it is fun yeah yeah all right okay all right what else going on uh gpt4 the text only gpt4s have learned what things look like and can draw them which oh, is interesting it's a shape rotator <laughs> oh my god i was sure it was a word cell i it can be both apparently yeah. But yeah, it's it being given access to the, the vector tools to, you know, draw simple shapes on screens. It is able to draw things like tanks, trucks, cats, dogs. Just, I mean, you look at it and you're like, oh yeah, that's basically a cat. Like, click on the link right now. And it's like, this is a thing that was not trained on visual data at all, but uh, knows what these things look like just by all the words that describe them on the internet. This is and- the shittiest drawing of a cat I've ever seen. <laughs> Can you recognize it as a cat? Uh, it looks more like Winnie the Pooh with whiskers. If you but had if no had eyes guess, and had never seen a thing in your life, would you have been able to draw that? <laughs> Probably. I'm pretty smart. <laughs> okay. Well, then you are at least as smart as GPT-4. Uh, wait, what is this first one? Is that supposed to be a car? That's a tank. Oh, a tank. I guess yeah, it could maybe a little bit. I think that's a tank. Maybe that's a car. I don't know. It's close to one of those. <laughs> <laughs> the dog is dogish like that's recognizable as a dog yeah i guess the if is that a van it's like a big blue rectangle with wheels i think that one's supposed to be a truck uh all right these are these are bad drawings <laughs> yeah they're bad but for a thing that has only ever thought or reasoned in text it's pretty pretty damn cool all right i don't know i mean i don't know i have no idea what that indicates about anything 
I found it impressive. But also, we live in a world with mid-journey, so I'm like, eh, I mean, I know AIs can do this already, so. Yeah, right. Uh, also, Meta, the Facebook company, open-sourced their LLMs last week, and I researchers... Mean, that's one way to put it. <laughs> What's what the other way? would you put it? Uh, some hackers involuntarily open-sourced their LLMs months ago, and Meta has finally decided <laughs> oh, yeah. to own up to it. Yeah, yeah, I remember when that happened. So is this just the same thing that got leaked? I don't. It might be like the 2.0 version of that, but um, I haven't heard anything about um, this being like a new super advanced llama or anything like that. And I suspect I would have if it was. Well, also, I love that they're calling it llama. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. good. I'm just going to say llamas instead of LLMs from now on. That works. Yeah. Um, the... Oh my god, and then what? I could post llamas with hats. Yeah, I, the, I suppose you could. The best YouTube. Oh, I don't know what that is. They're llamas, and one of them's crazy and kills people. It's perfect. That actually sounds exactly like what's going to happen <laughs> yeah, this decade. Right? Wait, <laughs> you should, you yeah, should absolutely post that. I thought you that. were a millennial. You don't know <laughs> llamas with hats? I do not. There's a few things I missed. I've actually never watched um, the Happy Woodland Friends. Like, I know what it's about, but haven't seen the video. Wait, you mean Happy Tree Friends? The one where they're all bloodthirsty and sacrificing <laughs> okay, things. Yes, that's Happy yeah. Tree Friends. <laughs> okay, thank it's you. It's also Woodland Critter Christmas. Okay, see, I probably got the two confused. <laughs> All right. Anyway, what's so, happening with with llamas? Llamas. They uh, they released their llamas, their large language models. Uh, there were a number of them that got open sourced. The very smallest one used seven billion pol- parameters, and researchers used that smallest one and fine tuned it uh, in a way that is described at this video. It's too long for us to get into here, but uh, they used. You're just saying that because you don't understand it. I mean, I kind of understand it. <laughs> You're like, and then they did some stuff, and tweaked some things. The, when you it's too too long to get into. All right, so no, no, it, no, don't tell us. We don't care. God damn it! I was about to tell you. <laughs> you want to know or not? I don't. I definitely don't. Okay, fine. Then um, they made it better, so it would answer your questions, much like ChatGPT, uh, which is what fine tuning basically means. Uh, they used. A, they automated this process, basically automated it, using the chat GPT that is publicly available. And they made a model that is 95% as good as chat GPT and is small enough to run on your phone. The whole process cost them about $600 and took three hours. So now... Yeah, that's pretty great. So yeah, now everybody can have these things on their phone. Tell me more about how the government won't need to be that dictatorial to uh, block <laughs> AI progress. I'm I'm sorry. I said the government would literally have to melt all processors. So uh, there was no part of me that said it wouldn't have to be that dictatorial. Okay. I thought we all agreed that we if would they were going to stop monkey. it, it would have to be at the training stage, which is the one that requires the like you know giant amounts of compute. Yeah, but how are you going to stop people from getting that compute? You can just buy GPUs. Well, you just don't let them buy that many. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like back when uh, back when. You know, you can only buy uh, one at a time from Best Buy because there was a shortage. <laughs> right. The same way that we stop people from making meth by making it so people can only buy a little bit of Sudafed. We did do that. They don't make it out of Sudafed anymore. That's a, okay. That's fair. But GPUs are slight. <laughs> that, that worked. <laughs> I, I, I'm saying they would have to be incredibly tyrannical. And that is a price some people are willing to pay to not end the species. Oh, so it's some I mean, I really don't like having to go up to the. Now. Okay. Good to know. Glad I'm getting through to you. 
<laughs> All right. Well, while we're on the subject of mm. llamas, yeah. we're going to move on to happy news. Good news, Yay! everyone. And we're going to start with a story about a llama saving a dog. Woohoo! Good llama. Uh, GPT-4 saved a dog's life by accurately diagnosing it after being given symptoms. What? Uh, yeah, this guy's vet was, he, he treated the dog, the dog got worse, the guy's like, hey, my dog's worse, the vet's like, well, I don't know, that's just what happens, you gotta wait a while, and so he's taking them to a second vet, and along the name. way, it, it was a bad vet, along the way, he goes to GPT-4 and he's like, hey, these are all the symptoms, what's going on, and, Ch- and GPT-4 says, well, these are the possibilities, and they were able to rule out two out of three possibilities just based on what had been done before, so uh, the, they knew exactly what was wrong with the dog and he told the second vet when he got to the vet uh, hey I think that's what's wrong with my dog based on GPT-4 and the vet says yeah that looks right and they treated the dog and the dog's alive now oh my god this is actually horrible news why is this horrible news because this is just going to be WebMD but up in order, order of magnitude of people showing up at doctors being like I have this horrible disease the llama told me ah! so, so I think that's actually good like what? if showing up with the doctor with I think this what may be a problem and then the doctor can say yes or no. Is, but it's uh, all going to be wrong. It's all going to be hypochondriacs going nuts. Yeah, well then the doctor just says like no. WebMD. Yeah, I'm I'm not <laughs> sure that's true though because WebMD's bottom line depends on showing those hypochondriacs specifically that they have cancer. But you can't <laughs> hard code an LLM to tell a hypochondriac they have cancer. But and the LLM just reads WebMD. My position is that if the you... training data all says you have cancer. Yes, but my they, position. But they also they also read the pages and the parts of the pages which say that it could be something other than cancer, like a common cold. Yeah, WebMD says that present... too. Nobody pays attention to that part. Yes, but LLMs do. <laughs> right, but the LLMs so going to say it intermedi- might be cancer, but it might not be cancer, and people are going to go nuts and be like, "I have cancer." If you are going to the doctor and you don't have at least one thing to pitch to him that it might be that you have based on your own research, you are being negligent with your own health. Yeah, that's fair. Because a lot of doctors are just doing the same thing you do, and you at least will have a little bit more insight into what you got. All right, but don't do it to your lawyer. They know more than you. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Go directly to You do not understand the law. Don't pretend you do. Yeah. The law is but, st- so much stupider than you think. But the law the, is sacred. But the do not pay guy said that... Uh, <laughs> oh, God. The do not pay guy. Oh, yeah. We should follow up on that. Didn't something happen with him more? Um, I don't think... Not with that specific one. Yeah, I There's been more so. do not pay stuff that's I, happened, did though. we Did we cover how he pivoted and was like, I'm not, I'm not doing law stuff anymore? Oh, really? Yeah. That's, to use that's the technical to me. terminology, a hard pivot. Yeah, he was, he's still doing the like municipal court stuff, but he's like, "Oh, we're not going to do we're not going to do any kind of anything higher than that. We're just going to do like canceling your magazine subscriptions and shit." I, I think like you just uh, you stepped on my fourth happy news. Hmm. Oh, Oof. what? <laughs> Look down. Oh to yeah, I did. All yeah. right, well let's go to that one. What? <laughs> is going on with magazine subscriptions. What I meant to say was you wonderfully segued into my fourth happy news <laughs> where the FTC voted three to one to introduce what they're calling click to cancel, which makes subscriptions very easy to cancel. Much easier than they are. Okay. It makes subscriptions so they can't be intentionally hard to cancel. How about that? Which is good. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they still will be. But at least there now, has to be an option there to click a button to cancel. Uh, it was probably because of that do not pay guy. You think? Yeah, they were scared of him. Oh, well, then he did a good thing. 
<laughs> no, it's not because of him. I promise. Mm, okay. Um, but that's cool. Can the FTC do this? Is it a thing they can do? Apparently. Neat. I mean, if they say they can do it, then they can do it, right? That's how the government works. Executive authority, baby. Yep. Cut out Congress from everything. You, uh, yeah. All right. Well, have fun canceling all your subscriptions. Absolutely. All right. What else is going on in happy news? There's now a stretchable bandage that accelerates healing by delivering electrotherapy directly to the wound. Which what will... the fuck is electrotherapy? It shocks the place you got cut. And that helps? Apparently it speeds healing by 30%. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So start like sticking wires onto your, your cuts when you get them. <laughs> <laughs> definitely do that it's probably a little more uh, complicated than that uh but yeah they they have these bandages they will speed up healing apparently they were tested on ulcers which i guess is um a a bad thing that is hard to heal and the components yeah and the components that interface with the wound are entirely reabsorbable into the body so they don't even have to like go in and yank it out afterwards Oh, so is this like an for internal injuries? I think it is for both. It certainly sounded like it was external. It was more like ulcers of the feet that uh, I read about. Oh. But why would they need to be reabsorbable if they aren't going to be inside you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe maybe it's just like if you've got an open sore, like shit from the bandage will get in there. Like you get in your blood. Mm, that could be too. Yeah. yeah. But so, either way, that sounds pretty cool. Right. I definitely want to be able to heal up faster so I can go back out into the gladiatorial arena faster. Excellent. And I want you to get back into the gladiatorial arena faster so everybody yeah. wins. Absolutely. All right. What else is going on? So do you remember Chris Avalon, the guy who wrote, well, one of the co-rotors of uh, Fallout 2 and Fallout New Vegas and uh, Planescape Torment and a bunch of other great games with great writing in them? I have heard of him, yes. Uh, you probably heard of him, because normally people don't hear about the writers of video games, unfortunately. That is true. Yeah. You probably heard of him, because a few years ago, uh, there were some people going around saying that he drugged them and raped them. Uh, which wow, is, sounds bad. That is extremely bad. Uh, and if he did that, then he should go to jail for a very, very long time. Uh, but he apparently never did that, never had anything close to that. Uh, in fact... He brought a libel suit against the people who said that, and the court dismissed the claims against him with prejudice and awarded him over $1 million in damages, uh, and the perps have made public renunciations of their lies. Hey. Yeah. That's not something you see very often. Yeah. No. I, I always I am... feel a little bit weird when someone uh, wins a libel suit, but it sounds like they had it coming. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's, uh, what... What libel is there for, in theory, is stuff like this. Yeah, he lost his career over that. He lost, I mean, dude, when people know you as a rapist, like, Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. A lot, lot of bad shit went down. The and, sad uh, thing is, I'm sure it was all like, lies. half the people that hear about this are still going to be like, yeah, but he's still a scumbag. I've, they should think that about the perps who they tried should. to do this to him. They should. So everyone listening will tell you how to think. <laughs> Just do what we say. I mean, I want to agree with you. Because <laughs> <laughs> we think right, you see. It would certainly make my life easier. Right? Yeah. Um, but no, this is, good. this is good news that liars are found out to be liars. Yes. Less lies and, in the world, more high-trust society. And the dude they were lying about is compensated. Yeah, at least somewhat. Somewhat. 
All right, what else is going on in happy news? And finally, retinitis pigmentosa is one of the leading causes of blindness. Yay! <laughs> Wait, no, that's not the happy part. Oh, it's the happy part. No, it's a genetic uh, affliction. It affects Yay! one in 4,000 people. <laughs> it affects one in 4,000 people. I'm waiting for the yay. Yay! All right! And it is cured by CRISPR! Yay! What? Yeah. Cured? Literally cured. Ah, uh, CRISPR! It's amazing. So, I really like I really like this trend of having a CRISPR story in Happy News every week, every episode. Yeah, yeah. It's going uh, to be CRISPR. so great oh, so when we're all in our seventies and eighties, and the CRISPR treatments for various maladies have been appear- approved by the FDA. Stories begin to drop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking forward to being in my seventies or eighties, and you know, feeling like in my in my. Uh, I'm in my 30s and able to talk like a 30-year-old because (laughs) CRISPR is fixing all my aging bullshit. That would be nice, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that takes us to troop deployments. I'm willing to put wave after wave of men at your disposal. As we all know, politics is the mind killer and arguments are soldiers. So in that spirit, we ask each of our hosts to send a soldier out onto the battlefield each episode. We'll start with David. So uh, in the spirit of Inyash's troop deployment from last episode, where he just reviewed some media, I went to see (laughs) John Wick 4 in IMAX on the day it released, and it is literally perfect. I have no notes. Uh, uh, it is so. It is a perfect. It is not a perfect movie, but it is a perfect John Wick movie. So, if you are familiar with the John Wick franchise and you know what to expect from it, then uh, you should absolutely go see it on the biggest screen with the best sound system you can find within your budget. Uh, the gunplay is excellent. It continues the John Wick's franchise uh, track record of having far more heart than it has any right to. Uh, The uh, climax is just absolutely note perfect. Uh, And yeah, if if you're on board with the general premise of John Wick, then I don't see any way you could do anything but absolutely adore this movie. All right, David, I have one question for you about John Wick 4. John. Are there any killer dogs in it? There is. (laughs) Yes, there is (laughs) a killer dog. Uh, Oh! Because there were killer dogs in John Wick 3. I did not like the killer dogs. Uh, I only like watching dogs getting pet and licking people. Did he have to kill dogs in John Wick 3? No, the dogs were on his side. Oh, okay, cool. They killed the bad guys, but I still don't like it. Hmm. Yeah, Yeah, the... um, is it the same dogs as for this the last one? No, it's a different dog. Um, All right. There's only one of them this time. He's a very good boy. Uh, <laughs> and uh, in one scene, he gets thrown into a car windshield. And then that uh, character that threw him into the car windshield later has a very satisfying death. Hmm. Okay. In John Wick 5, there will be llamas that kill. <laughs> <laughs> Just like in our universe. Yeah. All right, Eniash, what do you have? Uh, I didn't know what to do for troop deployments, so I'm just going to read a recent blog post of mine, because every now and then I say crazy shit on my blog. It's uh, true. You should read it. Yeah. Speaking of CRISPR getting rid of all our aging forever, um, these seem to be a lot of humans out there that just like having kids around. And I was in a particularly child-free area recent in the recent past, and it felt a little weird. It took me a while to figure out what was going on there. But um, it just seems like some people 
need to have kids near them somewhere in their environment or they, they feel antsy and things are off. And this is might be a problem once we cure aging completely because kids only stick around for 20 years and then you need to have another kid to, to get that itch scratched. And um, also then you have 50% more people after those 20 years that all also need to have a kid. So I thought once we cure aging, why not just arrest development at an earlier point maybe and uh, have eternal kids kind of uh, like people have pets where you just have like a toddler forever that you can care for and always have a toddler or you know a seven-year-old or you always got that precocious 11-year-old running around telling you facts about how much the brain weighs i don't know it's a it's a crazy idea that just sort of i I haven't really developed it very much yet but if you've had a happy childhood and i know a lot of people have like it wasn't that bad to be a kid it wouldn't be that bad to be a kid forever right and i mean yeah they'd be eternal dependents but just make laws that say if you're going to have one of these eternal kids you got to take care of them forever it's big responsibility to own a kid so uh yeah i think i think this might be a good idea if nothing else maybe just like really draw out childhood so it takes 100 years for someone to mature rather than 15 uh that could be a good idea as well so yeah that's my troop deployment all right thank you Ash. i agree that is a big responsibility to own a kid yes all right my troop deployment is uh also about media and it is that i don't care if jonathan majors is a scumbag now, in case you're not a fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, Stephen, you can skip this part. <laughs> Their movies all try to fit together into one overarching theme. Up until a few years ago, the theme was about collecting Infinity Stones, a type of intergalactic MacGuffin that gives even better superpowers to whoever holds it. It was neat how many of their movies had an Infinity Stone as a major plot point, and then Infinity War brought them all together, with Thanos, a giant purple space bodybuilder, as the main antagonist. It seems kind of old news by now, but before the Avengers franchise, movies didn't do this. They would have sequels and spin-offs, but nothing like the MCU, with dozens of movies all existing side-by-side as continuations or side stories of each other. And it's pretty incredible, and I really enjoy it. Now, the next phase has gone in on having the antagonist be a guy named Kang the Conqueror, a kind of MCU version of Rick Sanchez, who <laughs> travels through space and time, cooperating with or defecting from other versions of himself and generally causing trouble for the heroes. Ant-Man, a Paul Rudd character who can change his size and also talk to ants with science, uh, just beat up one version of him, but sadly for our heroes, there are many more interdimensional copies. So here's the problem. Kang the Conqueror is played by Jonathan Majors, and it turns out Jonathan Majors is a scumbag. He was arrested this week on charges of beating up and strangling a woman. Now it's early, so the whole thing could be fake. As we covered earlier, many allegations are, despite what big feminism would have you believe. And Majors denies any wrongdoing. But he's already had a couple of his advertisements canceled, and the current social climate is such that anyone not already working with him probably isn't breaking down his door to hire him. Something similar recently happened with Ezra Miller, the guy who plays The Flash. But here's the thing. I don't really care. Jonathan Majors probably does hit women, and that sucks. That guy sucks. But you know who else probably sucks? Everyone, especially famous people. People react to this kind of news... As if they expect Hollywood actors to be role models and virtuous people. I have the exact opposite expectation. Most people understand that power corrupts, so of course people given a lot of social status and fame are probably corrupted by it. Paul Rudd probably sucks. That guy who plays Captain America probably sucks. Scarlett Johansson probably sucks. They all probably suck. Uh, quick footnote, Keanu Reeves does not suck. Go see John Wick. I actually, actually have heard that. That he's uh, he's really nice. He's pretty famous for it, though. Like, unless you're famous for being nice, you probably suck, right? Yes. So, remember the popular <laughs> kids in your high school 
Now imagine them, but so popular that they can't walk down the street in any major city without someone saying how much they love them. Imagine them, but so popular that people will pay actual money for their signature or any other object associated with them. Imagine them, but so popular that they can make a dating app as men and actually receive unsolicited messages. These people are not chosen because they are the nicest or best behaved people in the country. They're chosen because they're good looking and good at pretending to be other people. Of course, they're all a bunch of shitheads. People often ask, can you separate the art from the artist? And I say, of course you can. Because if you can't, you really shouldn't be consuming any art. Every piece of art had some shithead or another taking part in it, especially Hollywood movies. So it sucks if Jonathan Majors hits women, but it's not going to make me enjoy the MCU any less, and it's certainly not going to make me support any campaign to get him fired. I've long ago made peace with the fact that seeing any movie means giving fame and status to terrible people, and I suggest you make your peace with that as well and stop trying to ruin movies by insisting that everyone in them have high moral character. It's impossible, and all it will do is make movies worse. Yeah. Maybe just stop idolizing celebrities. Right? These are not role models, people. They're all assholes. Except probably Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Well, I really hope we don't have to do a follow-up where it's like, actually, Keanu Reeves sucks, too. No! Right? <laughs> Never say those words. <laughs> All right. Well, that's our show for these two weeks. Please follow us wherever you follow podcasts. Please leave us reviews on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on Substack. You'll get access to early episodes. You'll get access to bonus episodes and access to the subscriber-only Discord channel where you can come tell us we're wrong about everything or uh, pretend we're famous and tell us you love us. Ooh, I like that. Co- one. Right? Come back in two weeks. Same rat time, same rat channel. Bye. Bye. Bye.